the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. everybody it's another al gatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer uh you know the last weekend in june can you believe it mysterious ways from u2 from octung baby i don't know if you ever got a chance to see the documentary that um they did on u2 uh from this particular album octung baby and what happened uh the the progress of this album between Joshua Tree, Rattle and Hum, and this album. It's an interesting documentary. We'll get to that in a second. We've got a great show for you tonight. A couple of guests that are going to join me on the program. We've got news and notes to get to. First, how can you follow me very easily? On Twitter, at Al Gatulo. Instagram, at Gatulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. Via email, Albert G at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and uh, Google Podcasts. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows on the, those platforms. We're Alexa Ready as well, Odyssey.com, iHeartRadio, and of course the Hopped Up Network. You head over to the hoppedupnetwork.com and you can listen to the podcast version of the show, uh, usually Monday mornings right after the program uh, airs. And you can download it and listen to it whenever you feel like it. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Jim McCune, Jackie DeBella from the Craft Beer Marketing Awards. They will join me on the program. We will discuss the results of uh, 2021 and how a couple of local breweries, one including one, that just opened during the pandemic in New Jersey. Lots of fun with those two. Uh, and when the newest awards, uh, your entries going in, when they will take place. So that's going to take place in just about 20 minutes from now. Octong Baby is the follow-up, really, to Joshua Tree from U2. Uh, Rattle and Hum was kind of um, stuck in there in the middle, and Rattle and Hum is uh, basically like a half-live, half-studio album. And it explores how U2 exploded onto the American scene uh, in the mid-'80s, and then, you know, Joshua Tree was kind of that the pinnacle for them, um, you know, in terms of American airplay. And then they wanted to take it higher, and they went to uh, learning about the blues, apparently. They, they actually jammed with Stevie Ray Vaughan, of all things. Um, and there's some bootleg recordings in there, and you see some, you know, some grainy video and stuff and whatever. Um, and how Rattle and Home was not well-received by critics. So they go to Germany to work on the next album, and you learn about how on this Dat Tape, the, the beat to one uh, started. 
and one became the genesis of the rest of the album. And I was never a big fan of Octone Baby. I didn't like it. I thought the whole electronica thing was kind of silly from them. But now listening back to it years later, I realize, wow, this really is a great album because there's a lot of really, really good songs on there. Um, and it, you know, it, sometimes it takes that second or third listen or even 15th listen to kind of get it when it comes to certain things. So just saying. Anyway, let's dive into some beer news here. Uh, inspired by classic rocket popsicles, Duclaw Brewing just dropped a miniature version of its beloved summer staple, Little Sour Me America. It hits shelves for the first time in 12-ounce cans uh, right now. Uh, the refreshing medium-bodied ale stays true to its patriotic roots, combining three rich fruit swirls of cherry puree, raspberry puree, and key lime juice. The subtle ruby hue and red-tinged foam pairs well with any fireworks show or sweltering beach day, too. According to the director of brewery operations, Chris Wood, after seeing the buzz and overwhelmingly positive reactions to our original Sour Me America, we knew we had to bring it back for our summer lineup. Uh, playing off nostalgia is always a great creative challenge and capturing the notorious flavor trifecta, a big win. It is uh, Little Sour Me America features Saz Hops, a 5.5% ABV, and it can be found on shelves now in 12-ounce cans or undrafted select locations in states where Duclaw is sold, uh, available in 21 U.S. states, as well as the District of Columbia, as well as in Canada and France, of all places. So if you are in France, uh, you can get Duclaw beer. Very cool. We do have some international listeners, so just figured I'd give that to you. Duclaw makes some good stuff. I mean, they really do. Jim Wagner, who used to be the uh, the, the brewmaster there, uh, who has gone on to... Uh, a smaller brewery, a BC Brewery in Maryland, which I have to make a trip down there. And I, I listen, Jim, if you're listening, it's not going to happen this summer, but certainly for the fall, I plan on making a trip down to you. Um, maybe I'm going to do, I, I know we're talking about going to Lost Barrel Brewing with the South Jersey Beer Scene crew. Uh, so maybe I'll take a long, long weekend and on the way back um, hit him up because I've definitely got to go and see Jim. It's been too many years um, since I've actually seen Jim in the flesh. And, uh, Really want to catch up with him and how things are going. I know he's got a great little place uh, that he's working at there. But Duclaw, speaking of which, uh, they are, are they do a great job with a lot of the stuff that they do. Um, they do a Baltimore Ravens beer. They do a Baltimore Orioles beer. Duclaw does a great thing. And, of course, we raised awareness for colorectal cancer a couple of months ago, uh, which I was happy to do and honored to do. So um, not only do they make great beer, but they also give to great causes as well. So you definitely want to check them out. Now, speaking of an OG, Ballast Point, uh, which has been you know kicking it around since the late 90s, um, they are celebrating their 25th anniversary, uh, which I you know I know there were people, you know, Ballast Point's not really craft beer. It was craft beer. Then it became, then they sold out. Now they got an independent owner again. Okay, that I blame Constellation for. They way overvalued the company and what it was worth. So that's that's really the bottom line. But they're celebrating their 25th anniversary, and they're releasing a new limited release 25th anniversary mix pack. Um, they are reproducing beers that started Ballast Point, got them midway through, and now to the future. So Calico, their Amber Ale, is in this, which was created in 1996. Then their California Kolsch, which is a German-style pale ale, also released in 1996. Also in this pack, the Sculpin, which is uh, their IPA, their signature IPA that came out in 2005. Uh, and then, of course, they had all the different variants, Grapefruit Sculpin, Habanero Sculpin, all of those different variants. And then you have Big Gus, which was an IPA they released in 2021. Um, this will feature 12 12-ounce 12 cans. It'll be available beginning this month 
uh, initially in all Ballast Point tasting rooms and stores throughout Southern California. And then I guess the um, the goal is to eventually get it out uh, to the rest of the nation. So kudos to Ballast Point on 25 years. Um, I did not go there when I was out in San Diego last time, just simply for the fact that I can get Ballast Point wherever wherever I felt like it at that point. And it didn't appeal to me to go there because of, there were so many other breweries to go to. Next time I make a trip to San Diego, I may make a stop there. I am itching to get back to Southern California because I really want to do more breweries that are out there. And my best friend and I are kind of, we're in the early stages of planning uh, a San Diego road trip. Um, so we'll see if that happens. I'm hoping that happens by the end of the year because I'd like to go out there when it's cold here and it's warm there. And, you know, I, I mean, warmth is relative. The last time I went, they, had, they were experiencing uh, an unnatural warmth so to speak. So we had uh, upper 60s or, you know, low 70s, and they thought it was freezing. Meanwhile, I'm thinking, this is great. I'm in a shorts, I'm in shorts and a T-shirt, and it was uh, 10 degrees here uh, out east, so go figure. Uh, out of Portland, Oregon, great notion, the brewery known for fun characters, hazy fruit-forward IPAs and culinary-inspired sours and stouts, launching version 3 of their groundbreaking mobile app, GN Continues, to stay a one-of-a-kind in the beer world by dropping a lumberjack-themed video game, expanding shipping and delivering zones, gifting options, and overall improved functionality and speed of the app. So iOS users get a sneak peek at the climb. It's the first of three major interactive features that are currently in the works. It brings to life uh, a great notion character, Victoria Lane, lets players virtually climb trees and earn points as they progress. Accruing points in the Great Notion app allows users to advance in levels and receive exclusive perks and rewards. Android users can expect to see more on the gaming front in the coming months. So this is cool. I, I no idea about this, that they have this app with a game. Uh, the app update will expand Great Notion's local delivery and nationwide shipping zones. Shipping in Oregon and Washington began earlier this year. It's now expanded to include Ohio, Nebraska, Pennsylvania, North Dakota, Vermont, New Hampshire, Kentucky, Virginia, Washington, D.C., Nevada, and Anchorage, Alaska. A new partnership with DoorDash allows GN to expand the delivery zone to include Seattle, allowing for more flexibility with scheduled delivery windows and no minimum order for customers. Through the partnership, Portland and Seattle beer fans within a 10-mile radius of any of the five GM taprooms locations will soon be able to order beer and have it delivered same day. This is very cool. Um, they uh, And if you're a fan of them, you'll also, know, you'll also uh, be pleased to know that you will be permitted to assign a designated proxy for pickup when placing your order, an option that has previously been unavailable to customers in addition to design proxies. Version 3 of the app will allow users to send beer as a gift to anyone of age within the designated shipping and delivery zones. This is cool. Now, wouldn't it be great if New Jersey had something like this? And I'm going to have an update on the New Jersey uh, law that was uh, going through the assembly, um, et cetera, et cetera, and hoping that some of the things... Uh, that we have taken, well, I shouldn't say taken for granted, but but right now that have been law in the state of New Jersey temporarily are going to be made permanent, like home delivery, um, like expanding certain things uh, that have gone on in the state. And we're ho- and I'm hoping and hopeful that it will be permanent because this is something that is a game changer for both, not only breweries but for bars and restaurants as well to offer a to-go cocktail. When we come back after a short break. More news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Hello, baby!
Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a little good enough from Van Halen's 5150, first album that they did with Sammy Hagar. And uh, Sammy and Michael Anthony have put out a, uh, a new account. Um, it's basically the Van Halen era of Sammy Hagar. And they've been, they've been posting outtakes and things of that nature. One of them was an outtake uh, of a song that they did. Sammy explained that, uh, you know, Eddie would play... Um, you know, certain riffs and stuff, and then, you know, Sammy would play off of that, uh, you know, kind of scatting around, uh, and then they would create the song from that, from whatever melody that um, Eddie was playing. It's an interesting uh, account. It's on Instagram. It's Facebook. Just do a search. I think it's uh, other Van Halen or Van Halen. I, I, I don't remember off the top of my head. I should I should have known this before I started talking about it, and now that I, I, I have done that, I think I'm going to uh, very quickly search for... Let's see, Sammy Hagar, uh, Sammy Hagar in the circle, Uh, what is this, this is Van Hagar Other Half uh, is the name of it, if you want to follow it on Instagram, and it's very, very cool, so, uh, you know, Sammy contributes to it, Uh, Michael Anthony, a lot of fun, Eh, you know, what are you going to do, this is, uh, you know, this is what happens now, Eddie's gone, and they have to kind of do other things, and I love it, and listen, pretty much anything that Sammy does. Uh, is pretty cool. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, Jim McCune, Jackie DeBella from the Craft Beer Marketing Awards are going to join me. Uh, we'll discuss the results how and how a couple of local breweries won, including one that just opened during the pandemic in New Jersey. That's going to happen about 10 minutes from now. We've got a lot of news to dive into. Uh, first off, portions of this program brought to you by Source Brewing. Of course, get your beer directly from the source, Route 34, uh, Colts Neck, New Jersey, right next to the legendary Delicious Orchards. Trust me, the weather is perfect now for sitting outside and enjoying a beautiful, delicious farmhouse beer from Source. You will not be disappointed. So speaking of places in New Jersey, Wawa launching a new line of beer this summer season. The convenience store chain teaming up with 2SP Brewing Company, bringing a specialty brew to shelves uh, they uh, released this at Six Flags Great Adventure this past Thursday. The Sunfest Strawberry Lemonade Shandy, a mix of beer, strawberry, and Wawa's lemonade. Select stores across New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Delaware will also be selling the alcoholic refreshers, although in New Jersey, I don't know how they are not a liquor store. Um, so we will see what happens there. I doubt that they are getting special dispensation uh, from the ABC. Our good friends at Stone Brewing have released Imperial uh, Star Fokker, F-A-W-K-E-R, Hazy IPA. It's a fresh 9% hazy double IPA loaded with citra and Raquel hops. It's shipping out, now, uh, shipping out now across the country. It's currently available at Stone Locations. It'll be in the Napa Valley uh, this coming week. You can also order one, uh, this one direct for shipping now, straight from Stone to your doorstep. It's California addresses only. Just go to shop.stonebrewing.com slash sb-beer slash. Uh, so you want to check that out. And uh, you can get some new Stone Imperial Star Falker Hazy IPA. I uh, think uh, think the Viking Space Probe, and that's along the same lines of what this beer is. So uh, kudos to Stone. That Viking Space Probe was excellent beer. Speaking of which, um, with the end of the state of emergency in New York, unfortunately, to-go drinks are no longer available in New York establishments as of Thursday, June 24th. Uh, They were hoping to extend, uh, you know, give a temporary extension to the bill 
um, you know, for a year. It didn't happen in the state assembly. So now that has died. So um, if you go to your favorite restaurant now and you want to get a drink to go, you will no longer be able to do that. You can get beer shipped to you or delivered to you uh, or, you know, get it to go if a place sells six packs or whatever. But you can no longer get an alcoholic drink like, say, a martini or a mudslide or something like that. You can no longer get it with your order to go. Also, speaking of which, the New Jersey bill that I had spoken about last week and we talked about with Assemblyman Robert Off, uh, that has advanced, but mail delivery has been taken out of the bill. Don't know why Alexis Deegan, um, who is at Alexis Drinks, um, informed me of this a couple of days ago, and uh, maybe we're going to have Alexis on once the, um, I hope that the bill gets passed, and we'll chat with her about it um, in the future. Uh, a celebration of New York State craft beer musicians and artists. It's the Bright Vibes Festival that's going to take place Saturday, September 4th on the grounds of Brewery Amagang, which is very cool. The unique event includes craft beer festival, lineup of musical performances, food trucks, artesian booths, and camping as well. It's an unparalleled New York experience. For more info on this, just go to brightvibesfestival.com, bright spelled B-R-I-T-E, like Bright Tank, uh, to purchase tickets. The... Um, the brewery lineup is pretty impressive. 30-plus New York State breweries included in your festival ticket from noon to 4 p.m. 12-ounce draft pours are available for purchase starting at 4 o'clock, so before that it's a smaller pour. Uh, 42 North Brewing will be there. Binghamton Brewing, not, have not heard of them. Big Alice. Uh, Common Roots will be there. Uh, Rusty Nickel, Rising Storm, Sand City, Single Cut, Six Point, Southern Tier. Our good friends at Torch and Crown will be there. Zeus Brewing, Innerborough will be there. Um... Evil Twin will be there. Prison City will be there. A lot of great breweries are going to be there. It is very, very cool. There's a whole bunch of different um, ticket options that you can get, including camping. Uh, the general admission ticket for the full day is $75. That includes your entrance to the festival, uh, entrance to the evening concert, and a sampling from 30 New York State brewers. The VIP ticket for the full day is 150 bucks for that. You get all that I just mentioned, plus you get a 10-ounce commemorative Bright Vibe stainless steel uh, ca- a carabiner mug. You get access to the VIP pavilion with a private bar. There's access to indoor bathrooms, a private food truck, uh, and a parking space is included in that. If you just want to go to the concert itself, it's 40 bucks. You can add on to other things, as well as camping again, brightvibesfestival.com for the tickets there. And this should be a very cool event that is being done in conjunction with the New York State Brewers Association. Um, if you've ever been to the Falling Rock Tapa House in Colorado, I have not been, but it is a legendary establishment, um, you know, which has hosted shows, uh, you know, hosted post uh, drink shows from the Great American Beers Festival. Um, they're closing down. This was uh, a, a place that was founded in 1997 by Chris Black and his brother Stephen Al. In fact, the final day is today. By the time you listen to this, um, the place will be closed. Um, they uh, the the Falling Rock Tap House really harnessed Denver's emerging craft beer industry early, became a mainstay uh, for locals and a destination for visitors uh, in town for the Great American Beer Festival and professionals attending the Craft Brewers Conference. Um, you know, they said even though the year and a half of lockdowns and COVID-19 was a factor, uh, Chris Black explained in his blog announcement that other issues had also led to this decision. He said, I know this may come as a shock to those of you out there, but this last year has just been the icing on the cake for the last five years. A year-long construction project that caused a 30% drop in sales, changes in the neighborhood that have impacted our business negatively like crazy late-night crowds and decreased office usage, continuing uh, continued increasing competition from our suppliers, challenges in finding kitchen staff, plus rapidly increasing costs, all have added up to a financially 
unsustainable situation. They took a number of hits during the pandemic, um, and they said COVID isn't the reason. There isn't one single reason. It's just been a ton of you know little cuts. They uh, had attempted a crowdfunding effort in December, but was unable to meet the $30,000 goal that they had hoped for. And so today, Sunday, June 27th, the legendary Tap House has closed its doors for good. He said 24 years is really a great run. And you know what? I mean, that is a great run. would love to see somebody purchase it and maybe keep it. But again, I understand the economic factors um, that, you know, taking place here. Um, going into the 4th of July, a prime time for serious craft beer drinking. The Brewers Association inviting everyone to run their butts off. Beer and running has long been a thing. And so with the uh, the, the brew run kind of canceled uh, because of uh, COVID, on July 3rd, ahead of summer's biggest holiday, Independence Day, the Boulder, Colorado-based Brewers Association returning the now third annual National Independent Beer Run Day is inviting the nation's craft brewers to sponsor beer runs in their own backyards. Um, this is the, you know, they talk about how the week leading up to Independence Day is historically among the largest sales period for craft beer. According to IRI Scan Data, it has been the highest single sales week of the year for the last five years. Sales by volume and estimated 34% higher than a typical week, which is not surprising. People are off. It's a long weekend. It's summer. You're outside. You want to have a good time. And that's part of it. Uh, you know, buying beer as well as other spirits as well. Uh, so if you'd like, the Brewers Association is providing a rich media toolkit with everything from animated social media posts and uh, GIF stickers to posters and logo designs as well. And then finally, um, Return Brewing. Uh, this is a New York-based team of brewing industry veterans have announced the creation of Return Brewing. It's the debut in the fall of this year. Uh, the new concept co-founded by Mikey Linnae, uh, Jack Likas, and J.D. Linderman bringing over two decades of collective experience at Brooklyn's nationally lauded Six Point Brewery, where they respectively led innovation, design, and brewing. The friends will each contribute their individual areas of expertise to all aspects of return. Lene will focus on innovation and quality, like us on creative and design, and Linderman heading up brewing. They're also joined by Eric Bockley. We've had uh, Eric on the show. He's formerly of Six Point and Boston's a Trillium Brewing Company. He's lending his expertise to the project as a strategic advisor. So they're going to have tavern beers, which will encompass accessible, quality-forward style centering best-in-class ingredient sourcing and brewing techniques, garden beers, which will feature in-house fruit and herb processing to create farm-direct local Hudson Valley beers. Um, they will also archive a, list, a line of strong ales featuring blending from an extensive barrel-aging fleet and an exploration into whole hive mead. Uh, so this is really cool. So they're going to be uh, opening... Uh, return is going to open a Hudson, New York brewery and tap room next year. A true return home for co-founder Mikey Linnae, who grew up in nearby Coxsackie. Uh, they're looking forward to working with the region's farms, businesses, and the community at large to make a positive impact in Hudson. First offerings will be available in the Hudson Valley in New York City beginning fall of this year uh, through select distribution to be announced. Kudos to these guys for Return Brewing. For more information, they have an Instagram account. You can follow them at Instagram.com slash Return Brewing. So kudos to those guys. Looking forward to seeing what's going on. Maybe we'll have to get them on for an interview during the summer and find out more about the brewing. Uh, coming up after a short break, Jim McCune, Jackie DeBella from the Craft Beer Marketing Awards will join me on the program. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email, Albert G and NYC Radio.com. We're also on iTunes and Google Podcasts. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. Uh, Alexa Ready as well. We're also available on Odyssey.com and iHeartRadio. And of course, the Hopped Up Network. Just head over there uh, Monday mornings, a couple minutes after the show, you will get the podcast version of this show that you can download and listen to at your leisure. And if you'd like, uh, when you're on iTunes, Google Podcasts, give us a review. It absolutely helps uh, the show out. Now, my next guests, they work for the Craft Beer Marketing Awards, uh, and the CMBA announced their annual awards. Uh, last year for this coming year, and because of the pandemic, look, it was uh, a little difficult getting things going, so we're going to find out about that. We've had some local winners as well. Uh, in fact, I did see uh, a CMBA award uh, over a Twin Elephant in Chatham, New Jersey, not too long ago. Uh, for more information on how to enter uh, for the Beer Awards for next year, you just go to craftbeermarketingawards.com. But let me welcome back to the program uh, Jim McCune and Jackie DeBella to the Craft Beer Cast. Jim, Jackie, how are you guys? Hey, Al. Hey, Al. Uh, <laughs> Doing great. Good, good. That's, uh, that's, that's awesome. And look, Jim, I'll start off with you. First question here. With the pandemic putting a damper on how the awards were held, how is the response from brewers to this year's event? Everything's been great. I mean, we're lucky that the pandemic uh, really didn't affect the interworkings of our awards. Uh, the only thing it kind of uh, ruined on us was having our live award ceremony right. that would have been out in San Antonio. Uh, so that was a total bummer. Um, and then, of course, much to our dismay, uh, this year's um, show was also postponed. But we got one coming up in September, so uh, we're super stoked now. Good, good. All right, we'll get into the details of that in just a moment. Now, Jackie, if I'm not mistaken, was this the first time that you guys opened up the awards in, uh, internationally? And how was that received by Brewers Internationally? Yeah, um, we opened up the 2021 awards globally, which in a pandemic, some would question our sanity. Um, but it was actually, you know, what? it was very well received. And we started seeing those global entries roll in really quickly. Um, I think people were excited. They saw what went on last year um, for the awards and were super stoked that they were able to take part this year. And we saw amazing work from all over the world. And, and that's great. I mean, obviously, you have to have, I mean, look, we've been in this pandemic for 14, 15 months, 16 months, whatever it is. Right. And you really have to, you know, it, it's great that people could see these things and go, you know what, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and that's awesome, and let's do something here. Talking with Jim McCune mm-hmm. and Jackie DeBella, both are judges for the Craft Beer Marketing Awards. For more info on how you can enter for next year's awards, just go to craftbeermarketingawards.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Um, last time that you were both on, we talked about the 30 different awards that were judged and awarded. Um, who had the best pandemic marketing around the globe, Jackie? Oh, wow. Um, you know what, I... I have to say that America pretty much nailed it just because we're a little bit more playful with what we do, a little more sarcastic and mm-hmm. make, you know, light of a terrible situation. Right. Um, the collabs that went on were what grabbed my eye. Um, I, I just think everybody really jumped in, but around the world, you know, everybody did find ways to support their local uh, breweries in different ways. So it was interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was great to see, not you know, not only people here locally in New York and New Jersey supporting their breweries. I mean, so many of them, mm-hmm. especially in New Jersey, so many of them had to shift 
uh, to a canning operation yep. where they really weren't prepared for that, uh, but a lot of them were able to do it uh, in, in a short period of time, which is great. Jim, Alternate Ending Brewing in Aberdeen, New Jersey, a place I've been to a number of times. is fantastic. They just opened during the pandemic. Uh, they won for the most unique logo mm-hmm. design uh, in New Jersey. What was it about their design that stood out to you? Um, it was actually 310 judges from around the world wow. that uh, actually looked at that and, and gave them its rankings. But, yeah, they, they took a gold crushy for uh, best logo design for uniqueness. Um, I, did they take another one? Yeah, they also Yeah, they took, had two, right? Uh, yeah, most creative yeah. signage, uh, brewery accessories, and POS. And they got a platinum there as well. Yeah, it's it's really cool. The guy who um, opened up Alternate Ending, he um, he took a, a movie theater and converted it into a brew pub, and he kept one of the movie screens there. So what he does is periodically he'll show old movies, and a lot of his his beers are movie themed. So it's really cool, and he still has the marquee outside, and he puts up you know signage and stuff. So it was a unique way of repurposing the space, which is really cool. We're talking with Jim McCune and Jackie DiBella, both judges for the Craft Beer Marketing Awards. And for more info on how to enter for next year's awards to get yourself a crushy if you're a brewery owner, just go to craftbeermarketingawards.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Jackie, were either you or Jim able to get to any tap rooms during the pandemic? Um. Yeah, a few. You know, it was tough being in New York. Um, everything was shut down. I did take a little trip upstate and to Pennsylvania, hit a few. Actually, last weekend, I was at Sigmeister and Manskirt over in Jersey. Oh, great. Great. Yes, yeah. I, I think Sig had their, uh, uh, I believe they had their yeah. uh, anniversary, right? Yep, their fifth anniversary party. Oh. And if Sig is listening, you need to enter next year. Their cans are awesome. Cool. Jim, uh, how about you? Were you able to get to any tap rooms? Uh, yeah, I haven't stopped life. I, the pandemic really <laughs> didn't stop me from going out, and uh, it's been business as usual for me. So uh, here on the island, I think we have 67 breweries, so uh, just plenty to plenty to hit up. And uh, and Jim is referring to Long Island. That's where uh, he's based, and so is Jackie. So there is. There's plenty of breweries on Long Island, obviously, that you can go to. Uh, I mentioned uh, or I saw in the award rundown locally uh, that Brooklyn Brewery won a number of awards, and which is great. But I also saw in the rundown how the New York State Brewers Association, which, by the way, does a great job raising awareness for the breweries around New York State, uh, won an award for pandemic awareness and fundraising. Uh, would either of you mm-hmm. like to comment uh, what it was that they won it for? Yeah, they did an amazing job um, with their design. For They had to take a big event and make it virtual, obviously, right. like the rest of us. Um, I believe it was you know a beer fest that they did. Um, their merchandise, their koozies, they did um, you know collaborations with all the breweries on their beer cans. The whole theme was you know 70s and, and really cool and hip. Um, it caught a lot of judges' eyes. We got a lot of great feedback and, you know, just shout-outs from just our day-to-day conversation with judges about those entries. And, um, you know, my my last question for both of you guys, next year's awards mm-hmm. are going to get started uh, a little bit earlier here. You mentioned September. So uh, what is mm-hmm. the event in September? Is that for entries to start going in? Are you guys going to have an actual in-person event? How's that going to work? So we're launching 2022 at the Craft Brewers Conference in Denver. Oh, great. Um, we're hoping to, yeah. So we're hoping, we're also having a uh, party with our presenting sponsor, Hillebrand, um, that weekend as well to kind of invite everybody out who want, who's won and we can kind of high-five everybody now and give hugs and, you know, really celebrate. So, yeah, we'll be launching 2022 there. 
um, entries can start rolling in probably end of September, October. Excellent. And then uh, the award event is going to be uh, next year. Uh, are, we, are you guys mm-hmm. going to make that move to head to San Antonio, or are we, t- we t- kind of selecting a different location? So it's going to depend on... 2022, yeah, right, Jackie? Yeah, I was going to say, it's going to depend on when Craft Brewers Conference is held again. That would be in Minneapolis, or we may figure something else out. But we're hoping, yes, yeah, fingers crossed, the next award ceremony will not be us sitting on laptops. No, but I, I can tell you one thing, Al. Sure. No matter what, live we're still going to do the broadcast because it's become so popular mm-hmm. and we've got so many views. Even if we do a live, we're still going to broadcast it to everybody. Well, see, now that's cool. So for those for those people that can't be there, especially maybe some of the brewers that can't be there, they can actually watch mm-hmm. uh, the award ceremony live, which I think is uh, a pretty awesome thing. Look, I, guys, I know you know you've been on the show a number of times, Jim McCune, Jackie DeBella. Uh, what you guys have done. Uh, to help and support craft beer and the fact that a lot of these um, breweries who you know take the time to really spend the time on their on the the artwork on the can because let's face it um, a lot of it when you're going into a liquor store now or to you know to any place to buy beer you have so many options on the shelf and the one that stands out is usually the you know the time you know what I'm going to get that beer instead of that beer because I like what the can art looks like. And that's really important. The fact that you guys spotlight, you know, not only that, but obviously other things uh, within the marketing awards. But the fact that that's one of the things that you guys spotlight, I think, is awesome. And you should both, uh, you know, take congratulations for that because I, I think it's a great thing uh, for those artists that are out there that are doing this work for the breweries. Definitely, thank you. Same type of support because uh, we're all in this together, and I think we all just survived, you know, one of the worst things in human history, and. Yep. We're all about to recover from it, and uh, we're ready to drink more beer. Absolutely. My guests have been Jim McCune and Jackie DeBella, both judges for the Craft Beer Marketing Awards. For more info on how to enter, just head over to craftbeermarketingawards.com. Trust me, get involved in this event. It's a really cool event. Jim, Jackie, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Al. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Kiss, Lick It Up, the title track from their 1983 album. When, remember, the boys in Kiss decided uh, to uh, take off the makeup, and Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons were the only two left in the band as Ace Freely and uh, Peter Chris uh, left, and they replaced them, and, uh, you know, Vinnie Vincent, all, all this other stuff. You know, I always found Kiss... To be a, and I know I'm gonna get I'm gonna get flack for this for people that listen to music. I always found Kiss to be a very basic band, and by basic band I mean this: it's kind of the same. Every Kiss song is kind of the same, um, whether it's Paul Stanley singing it, whether it's Gene Simmons singing it. Um, for me, I feel I always feel like Kiss is that gateway band that gets you into rock. You know, you see the the makeup and the costumes, and you kind of like, oh wow, I want to be them. And then you listen into their music. And it's a very basic sound. Now, God bless them. They have done a tremendous amount over 40 years of rock and roll. They've built an army for themselves and, you know, the merchandising and all this other stuff. And obviously, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons have made quite the career out of Kiss. Um, 
Ace Freely and his solo stuff, amazing. Um, but I always found Kiss to be a very basic band. I saw Kiss a number of times, with the makeup, without the makeup. Um, and, you know, I come away from a show going, all right, yeah, you know, whatever. Now, I haven't seen Kiss in forever. I wouldn't plunk my money down to see them again. I know every time it's the Kiss final tour, enough already with the final tours, please. If it's going to be your final tour, make it your final tour. The Scorpions have been having their final tour for almost 15 years. Same thing with Kiss, same thing with some other bands. Please, folks, if it's going to be your final tour, make it your final tour and just go away. It's okay. I don't know. I, it, for some reason, that just incenses me with that final tour nonsense. But I always found Kiss to be a very basic band. I don't go out of my way to listen to them. If they're on and it's a song that I particularly like, I'll listen to it. But for the most part, I don't. I just don't like. I don't worship at the altar of Kiss like some people do. Call me crazy, but you know. That's just me in my opinion. Anyway, let us dive into Suds and Duds. I am backlogged with a lot of beer from, from the last few weeks that I have not been able to catch up on. We had that three-part interview with Augie Carton. That put me behind a week. So this is a lot. This is beers from a number of weeks ago. Um, uh, Paragon Tap and Table had uh, wet tickets, Hefeweizen on tap. This is just a fantastic beer. I love this beer. I cannot rave about this beer enough from Tim Pewitt. It is such a great beer. And... Dare I say a basic beer? Because a Hefeweizen, although it, you know, it has to be made a certain way, to do a good... You know what? That's an insult to, to Tim. I'm sorry. This is not a basic beer. Um, a staple beer? Yes. Basic? No. Tim does a great job with this beer. And I don't know if you guys if you're a member of the uh, New Jersey Craft Beer Club. Uh, we did an interview earlier this week where I was uh, happy to be a part of with uh, Mike Kivowitz and uh, uh, Alexis Deegan. We interviewed a couple of different brewers, Jason from Icarus, Tim from Wet Ticket. We had the guys on from Garden State Brewing Company, um, and it was great to catch up with Tim. And I was drinking uh, this Hefeweizen out of the can. I made a specific trip to Wet Ticket uh, last weekend just to pick up beer so that I could have it for the interview. Tim does a fantastic job at this. It's an American Hefeweizen. Uh, it is a wonderful beer. Kudos to Tim. He makes solid, solid beers. You've got to go check them out. And by the way, Wet Ticket has a seltzer on tap now, a hard seltzer. It's key lime. Uh, it's tasty. It's about 4%. You can have a couple without getting overwhelmed. And if you're not a beer drinker, it's gluten-free. You can have that while hanging out with your friends. Very cool. And then I had um, this one from Paragon, Watercolors Abstract 3, Banana, Strawberry, Orange, Marshmallow, Milk Sugar by Skygazing Brewing Company. Oh, my God. As I described on Untapped, you can follow me there at Catulo. Holy Menagerie of Fruits. This is awesome. The milk, sugar, and marshmallow are wonderful. It is just a really complex beer. You get all of the flavors in it, plus that marshmallow and the milk sugar. Amazing. Great job from the folks at Sky Gazer Brewing. They do a really nice job with these, these fruited sours kind of you know all over the place. Unbelievable. So in an interview that I did with South Jersey Beer Scene a few weeks back with Vic, um, Vic's basement, uh, Vic's basement interviews. Is it Vic's basement interviews? Vic's basement bro. I'm sorry, Vic. I know I got it wrong. Don't, don't. I mean, yeah. You know what? Next time you see me, you can yell at me. It's fine. Uh, so we interviewed the folks from Lost Barrel Brewing down in Virginia, uh, in conjunction with Source, the two farmhouse breweries. Of course, portions of the program brought to you by Source Brewing. Uh, pick up your beer and drink your beer directly from the Source Route 34 in uh, Colts Neck, New Jersey. In fact, they released their, re-released their Source of Hoppiness this weekend. Fantastic beer. That's their staple beer, Source of Hoppiness, a great beer. And it's in cans, probably sold out by now, but certainly on tap over at Source. But we talked to the folks from Lost Barrel. We had a great time with them. They sent us 
um, a few samples of their beers. They have a nice facility. We're actually planning a trip with South Jersey Beer Scene to head down there uh, during the fall uh, to check out the uh, the brewery, uh, spend a weekend, do some stuff in and around Virginia. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, had their light lager uh, from Lost Barrel. Nice, easy-drinking lager on a hot day, a very refreshing beer. Then I had their farm ale. This is kind of a spicy saison. It's nice. Uh, didn't blow me away, but it's a nice beer. Uh, definitely something uh, to get the palate going. And then I had their toasted lager. Um, and this toasted lager, very solid lager, um, reminiscent of Blue Point's toasted lager. And Blue Point's toasted lager was one of those gateway beers that really got me into craft beer. And so that was reminiscent of this. It's not on the same level. Um, but it is definitely a very good beer. And again, you know, we talk about this with brewers all the time. Jason had mentioned this when we were on the NJCB interview the other night from Icarus. Um, and a number of people have said this. When brewers go to other breweries, the first thing they do is they taste, if they have it on tap, obviously, their Pilsner or their Lager to see how it is. And by there, and, and this is for, for anybody, if they make a good Pilsner or a lager, then you know that the rest of those beers are probably going to be really good. But if the Pilsner or the lager is lacking in flavor, or there's something missing there, or it just doesn't taste right, then it's kind of suspect of what the rest of their beers are like. Pilsner's lagers are unforgiving. They have to be made a certain way. If you make a mistake, you're going to know about it immediately. Now, some guys will make up that mistake and turn it into something else and kind of call it, you know, whatever, to hide the fact that, there's an impurity uh, in the process. But if you make a good Pilsner or a good lager, boy, let me tell you something. You will know it the moment that you taste it. So it's interesting to get that insight uh, from brewers and where they go and how the direction of they drink uh, when they're drinking beer. Uh, Treehouse, no exception. Almost everything that they do that I've had from Treehouse has been phenomenal. Chocolate fudge cake. Oh, my goodness. Shared this with a bunch of family a couple of weeks ago. Thick, rich, sweet, it's a dessert beer. It's fantastic. I love it. Uh, I can't drink enough of this. A number of people that I, I tried it with my family, they enjoyed it as well. It is just as simply a delicious beer. Then had the single shot. Coffee, creamy, fantastic. It is just over the top. You just got to love the stuff that Treehouse does. Uh, I very much enjoy them a great deal, and I cannot get enough uh, of the beer from Treehouse, and I am so thankful that um, my neighbor Greg heads there uh, from time to time and, uh, you know, picks up, picks up some, some beers, and then I tell him, hey, listen, I'll take this, this, and this, and uh, we, we enjoy uh, those Treehouse beers uh, from time to time. So, Greg, thank you so much uh, for picking up those beers. One from Source Brewing that I had that is fantastic, the Cezanne uh, Lemure by Source. The blackberry in this is beautiful. It's dry. It's a tasty beer. It pours this... I don't want to say purple because it's not purple. Lavender. It's a lavender-colored beer, and it tastes unbelievable. Great job from the boys at Source. Loved it a lot. Had Fabled Aquarium by Other Half. An outstanding New England-style IPA goes down nicely. Thank you, Ed, uh, from Paragon for that. It's a delicious beer. Uh, he got me some cans of Other Half, which I very much appreciate. And then finally, Mega Treat by Treehouse. A mega treat indeed. Juicy, hoppy, a delicious Delicious beer from Treehouse. And I, I wanted to make mention, um, Alice DeSantis from uh, Midland Park, New Jersey, thanks so much for sending me uh, this article about um, some North Jersey breweries, um, which uh, it says, How Craft Breweries Design Their Cans is written by Rebecca King uh, for the USA Today Network 
uh, and it was in NorthJersey.com, and they interviewed some folks from Hackensack Brewing, Almentry, uh, Bolero Snort, as well as, and I'm looking here, Magnify, as well as Brick City. Thanks for the article, Alice. I am going to go through this. It's amazing how they come up with the can art um, for a lot of these breweries. Some have in-house artists. Others uh, outsource uh, the work to an independent artist. And I love the fact that they allow this freedom of expression from these artists to create things of a concept of whatever it is that they have. Like speaking, for, for instance, Treehouse, their mega treat, it's a lollipop. Like, that's cool. How do you come up with that concept? What's the, what's the, the thinking behind it? Source does an amazing job with their cans and the can art. And there's a lot of detail that is taken within that, you know, to kind of, we, we want, you know, if, if you're a beer drinker, you're going to drink certain types of beer. At, but sometimes when I go to a, a liquor store, if I see something that looks like a cool can, I'm going to buy it, even though I don't know what the beer is in it. And it could be great, and it might not be great. That's the whole great part about exploring. You get great can art on a can, that's half the battle. Now you got the guy getting that can, he's going to bring it home. If he likes the, the four-pack or the six-pack, maybe he's going to buy another one. So the attention to detail and the visual is just as important as the taste of the beer. It's very important. So Alice DeSantis from Midland Park, New Jersey, thanks so much for sending me that article. Very much appreciate it. My thanks to everybody involved in the show, as well as my guests, Jim McCune and Jackie DeBella from the Craft Beer Marketing Awards, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody.